TV, bridging communities worldwide. We broadcast diverse international content from Europe, Asia, Africa, and now right here in the USA. Watch us via Roku on your smart TV. Submit your own content to 1530entertainmentllc at gmail.com. Download the Millennium TV app from the App Store to stream our shows anywhere, anytime. Millennium TV. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. Top of the morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the third best 30-minute morning show on the planet. I'm your host, Adul Ali. Hopefully, you are having a wonderful morning and all is going good in your world. Today, we've got an interesting show. It'll be a brief one, but it's going to be interesting. A couple of things we want to do first and foremost. If you haven't done so already, please go over to TUConservative.com. Give us some love over there. Join the platform. It's only 10 bucks to support what we do. That uh, Hamilton plan will get you exclusive membership to the website, which gives you the news blog that gives you access to a wonderfully curated news feed. And you get the heads up when we're going to do events in a city near you. You can also sponsor an episode of Top of the Morning or the Urban Conservative or Soulful Sundays, whichever one it is you want to sponsor. And you also get a handy dandy TUC mug. Um, big shout out to all of our friends and our supporters uh, across the country. Let us know where you're watching or listening from, if you're watching or listening live. And if you're listening to the playback, if you like to listen to podcasts and you don't uh, see us on the platform you're on, let us know so that we can jump up in there. All right, guys, this morning, I hope you've got yourself a cup of coffee. Uh, you've been paying attention to what's going on. We're going to do a couple of things today. We're going to talk about a couple of quick things. The first thing that I want to talk to you guys is, listen, Jim Jordan is not playing games, okay? Jim Jordan's not joking around. If you didn't happen to see his floor uh, speech yesterday, we, we had covered it, but I want y'all to hear, if you didn't, how Jim Jordan ripped into the Democrats as the new chair of the judiciary. This in response to Democrats saying that this is a ploy, you know, this setting up this subcommittee on the weaponization of government is a ploy. Um, it's it's a political stunt. It's not really necessary. Well, I'm going to tell you, he let the Democrats have it. Y'all take a listen to this. Just, just listen to this. Chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Mr. Jordan of Ohio. Gentleman from Ohio is recognized for four minutes. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, I appreciate the gentleman yielding. A ploy? It's not a ploy when the Department of Justice treats parents as terrorists, moms and dads who are simply showing up at a school board meeting to advocate for their son or daughter. 
a ploy. It's not a ploy when the FBI pays Twitter $3 million. Not one, not two, $3 million to censor American citizens. It's not a ploy when the Department of Homeland Security tries to set up a disinformation governance board because we all know that the Department of Homeland Security can tell what's good speech and what is bad speech, what's mis... I mean, you got to be kidding me. I tell you what, dozens of whistleblowers have come talk to Republican staff on the Judiciary Committee don't think this is a ploy. That's why they came to talk to us. They know how serious this is. The former Democrat chair of the Judiciary Committee is in the press today saying we're going to fight this tooth and nail. This is political. But meanwhile, the former Democrat chair of the Intelligence Committee pressured Twitter to censor a journalist. You've got to be kidding me. That This is the most important. This is about the First Amendment, something you guys used to care about. And I'd actually hoped we could get bipartisan agreement on protecting the First Amendment, the five rights we enjoy as Americans under the First Amendment. Your right to practice your faith, your right to assemble, right to petition the government, freedom of press, freedom of speech. Every single one's been attacked in the last two years. There were, there were Government was telling people they couldn't go to church just a few years ago. Your right to assemble, your right to petition the government. The Democrats kept the Capitol closed. You couldn't, as a citizen, couldn't come to your Capitol that you pay for to address your member of Congress, to redress your grievances because Nancy Pelosi wouldn't let you in. Freedom of the press, I just told you what the head of the Intel Committee tried to do to a journalist. The most important right we have, though, is your right to talk. Because if you can't talk, you can't practice your faith, you can't share your faith, you can't petition your government. You. The right to speak is the most important, and that's what they're going after. And that's why we've had dozens of whistleblowers come talk to us. We want to focus on that because we want it all to stop. We want the double standard to stop. This idea that if, oh, if you're a pro-life activist, you're going to get your door kicked in, you're going to get arrested and handcuffed in front of your seven kids and your spouse for simply praying in front of abortion clinic and telling the guy who was harassing your son to knock it off, you're going to have the FBI raid your home. But the, the protest that went on, the at, at Supreme Court justices' homes in the aftermath of the leak of the Dobbs opinion, oh, no problem there. Americans are sick and tired of it. And what we want, we, we don't want to go after anyone. We just want it to stop. And we want to respect the First Amendment to the Constitution that the greatest country in the world has. That's what this committee is all about. And that's what we're, that's what we're going to focus on. That's what we're going to do. And I yield back to the gentleman. Yeah. So, as you can hear, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Jordan ain't playing no games as the chair of the new Judiciary Committee. And folks, he's got a point. When you have parents who are simply going to school board meetings to try to, to do the best they can to provide an education for their kids, to make sure that the teachers are providing the best education possible for their children, and you have the Department of Justice calling these parents basically terrorists, that's what you get. That's exactly what you should get. So good on Jim Jordan, the chair of the Judiciary Committee, for taking it to the Democrats and letting them know that Republicans ain't going to be playing no games with this Congress. We're going to take a real quick break and we're going to be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about this uh, before we get into the George Santos thing. We're going to talk a little bit about Biden because your man Biden is clearly slipping. We'll be right back. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com. TV, bridging communities worldwide. We broadcast diverse international content from Europe, Asia, Africa, and now right here in the USA. Watch us via Roku on your smart TV. Submit your own content to 1530entertainmentllc at gmail.com. 
Download the Millennium TV app from the App Store to stream our shows anywhere, anytime. Millennium TV. Welcome back to Top of the Morning, the best 30-minute morning talk show on the planet. I'm your host, Adul Ali. Thanks for checking us live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please go look us up, T-U-C Twins, on YouTube. And folks, you see on the screen your illustrious, uh, I don't know if we want to call him illustrious, but the the, the president, air finger quote, of the United States uh, basically found more documents, okay? His legal team found another batch of classified government records, which means there should be a raid coming somewhere following previous president, following the initial discovery of classified documents at its former think tank office in D.C. this past fall. People briefed on the matter have said that the legal team was surprised to find these documents. Searches took place after his lawyers found the initial classified documents in early November. One of the sources has said that the effort to, uh, that led to the discovery of additional documents to federal officials was they were reviewing some of the documents that he had there. Now, this is a little interesting because I'm trying to figure out how do you and, and if Democrats are at least people on the left are going to have some sort of standard here and what do we do with this? I mean, he wasn't the president when he had the documents. I don't think the vice president has the power to declassify documents like the president has. He wasn't the president. So we should have a raid of his home coming soon. Um, just following what they did to Trump. Uh, Merrick Garland, if you're listening to the show, any of the leftist people on the left, we should be raiding President Joe Biden's home at any given moment to make sure that this guy doesn't have any more illegal documents. It's a matter of national security, I thought. It's a, it's a matter of making sure the country is safe. And clearly, if, if it was good for Trump, if it was good enough for Trump to get his home raided over classified documents, we should be raiding the home of Joe Biden. Now, I, I'm guaranteeing you this, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet the bank on this. It ain't never going to happen. Okay, you know the standard that the left has do as I say, not as I do thing that that is the standard that the left is so used to. And, it, and it's it's despicable, quite frankly. But I'm so glad that we have control in Congress. You know, we've got a razor thin uh, control of the House. You know, we can make some things happen. But ultimately, we ought to be seeing some more uh, transparency. We ought to be seeing some more control, some more limits on the Biden agenda. And that's what we're hoping that Republicans will bring. Uh, but this is absolutely insanity. Um, you know, Biden has more classified documents. I mean, does he? Let, let's be honest, folks. He doesn't know that stuff's in there. Biden doesn't even let alone know where he is, when he is, what he is. I don't think the guy knew he had the documents in there. And if he did know, he'd been forgot about it. So not a big deal in my book. But I think, it, look, we ought to hold him to the same standards. If you raided Trump's house, right, because he allegedly has some classified documents, when do we get the raid on Joe Biden's house? That is the question, ladies and gentlemen. When do we get the raid on Joe Biden? I mean, dude just made it down to the border. So let, let's just say it's never going to happen. If he's two years in and just made it down to the border, he's never, ever going to make it down to getting to those documents. So we're going to take one more quick, real, real quick break. And we're going to come back and talk about this George Santos thing. Give us a like. Give us a share. Give us a subscribe. We'll be right back here on Top of the Morning. Don't go nowhere.
This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. Welcome back to Top of the Morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Adul Ali. You're checking out the best 30-minute morning show on the planet. Again, we appreciate you being here. You know we've got to talk about it. You know everybody's talking about it. (sighs) Mr. Santos, Mr. Santos, Mr. Santos, what are you doing, bruv? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? I mean, were you that thirsty? to get into Congress, bro? Were you really that thirsty? I mean, did you really think Congress was that much of a cesspool? I mean, maybe it is, but before we talk about this this most recent thing this dude got caught up, several GOP senators are calling for this dude to step, uh, House members um, are calling for Santos to, to resign. And I want to know what y'all think. Should Santos resign? Get in the comment section, let us know. Should Georgie Boy step down? Um, there's, like I said, several people want him to step down at this point. I mean, look, it's starting, uh, it's starting to look like he's getting pressure from the, the Nassau GOP. He's getting pressure from the Suffolk GOP. Uh, four house members have called for his, uh, you know, sitting house reps are calling for him to step it on down. Okay. The Nassau GOP has called for him. He's refusing to do it, right? And and look, let's just deal with this real quick. What 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 lies has this dude told? Okay. Let's just deal with this real fast. Uh first thing he did was he lied about where he went to high school. His parents immigrated from Brazil, said he attended the Horace Mann School in the Bronx during his first years of high school, but had to leave the prestigious academy in his senior year because my parents fell on hard times, which was something that would later become known as the Depression of 08, end quote. But a spokesman for the school told news reporters in December there was no evidence of him attending Horace Mann. He later obtained a high school equivalency diploma. Boy got him a GED. Ain't nothing wrong with a GED, but you ain't go to that school. Then he lied about where he went to college, claimed he had a degree in economics and finance from Baruch in 2010, which suggests he would have made it through a four-year program in just two years if he actually graduated from high school in 08. But Baruch representatives told, and this was reported to the Times, there was no record of Santos being in the class in 2010, nor is there a record of Santos being a star on the Baruch volleyball team as he claimed the Nassau GOP chair, Joseph Cairo. A biography of Santos on the National Republican Congressional Committee website states that Santos also spent time at NYU, claiming NYU would not corroborate um, a claim that they would not corroborate. And later he told the New York Post that he didn't graduate from any institution of higher learning. Dang it, bro. Then he said he worked on Wall Street. His campaign bio stated that he worked at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. But representatives for both companies told the uh, Times that 
no record of his employment that and those weren't that hard to figure out he said he worked at the real estate wing in the 2010s though the bank sold off its asset management operations while he was in high school dang bro you just wow then he lied about his money he first ran in 2020 filed a disclosure showing a salary of 55,000 working as a vice president at business development company called Linkbridge Investors. And this is where Santos said he introduced investors to hedge fund managers. Soon after that uh, failed run, he started working for a Florida investment firm called Harbor City Capital, which was accused in April of 2021 by the Securities and Exchange Commission of being a Ponzi scheme and stealing 17 million. Wow. From their investors, the company assets are currently in mediation with an independent receiver appointed to manage them. Santos wasn't accused of any wrongdoing by authorities. In the next month, he incorporated his own company called Devolder. And uh, with an inter in an interview in Senefor, he said he helped rich people buy the expensive toys they wanted. If a client wanted to sell a plane or a boat, he would go look at that within my Rolodex and be like, hey, are you looking for a plane? Are you looking for a boat? I just put feelers out there. Within six months, he claimed to have landed a couple of million dollar contracts. Financial disclosures from his 2022 campaign show he claimed to have made between $3.5 and $11 million from the company before it was dissolved last year. Now, I don't think everybody's buying the story that he earned his money as he did. The New York Times notes that DeVolder had no public website, no LinkedIn page, and on his campaign finance disclosure, he didn't list any clients. In a company bio, Santos once described DeVolder as his family's firm and said it was managing $80 million in assets. But the question by um, a representative of uh, Dan Goldman of Brooklyn said, where'd the money come from? Referring to the 700000 that Santos lent his own campaign. Now, if people were skeptical before, they're ultra skeptical because in 08, Santos was 19, living in Brazil. Court records show he was caught stealing the checkbook of a man his mother was caring for, wrote $700 in fraudulent checks, including for a pair of shoes. He also appeared to make up this history about him being a landlord claimed in the bio that his family ran a real estate portfolio of 13 properties. Again, news reporters found no evidence of the buildings. They were not listed on required campaign financial disclosures. And Santos, who um, you know, kind of went out there against the New York eviction moratorium during the pandemic, has been evicted not once, but twice. Deuce. You got two of those. He, he lied about funding. This is, this is just lies, bro. He lied about funding an animal charity. His campaign bio claimed that he ran a foundation called Friends of Pets, saving 2,500 dogs and cats between 2013 and 18. But there was no social media accounts, no IRS records, no evidence of the charity being registered in New York, New Jersey, where he claimed to operate it. The Times found that Friends of Pets United held one fundraiser with a rescue group in New Jersey for which he charged $50 entry. The group that threw the event said that it was never received the funds and that Santos made up several excuses why they hadn't seen the money. Was he actually married? Santos flipped New York's third district. He became the first openly gay non-incumbent Republican elected to Congress. His campaign bio discussed his husband, with whom he lives in Long Island, along with four dogs. But Santos never appeared on the campaign trail with his partner. This is the Daily Beast couldn't find a marriage record for them in New York. When he arrived at the house in January, he was not wearing a wedding ring. However, Santos did divorce a woman in Queens, and he told the New York Post he is very much gay. Now, it's unclear if his mother died in 9-11. 
His grandmother was definitely not a Holocaust victim. He did not have any company employees that died in the Pulse shooting. Uh, he, he claimed to be Jewish, but he's not Jewish. And he meant that as Jew-ish. Like, I'm sort of like a Jew. And the latest one to hit, okay? This is the latest one to hit, okay? The latest one to hit is that he had his campaign staffer paid him a hundred grand to roll around and act as if he is the campaign manager for Kevin McCarthy. Absolutely bonkers. So the question remains, does George Santos need to step down? Well, the Suffolk County Republican Committee stands united with Chairman Cairo and the Nassau County Republican officials in rebuking Congressman George Santos stated the Suffolk County Republican Committee Chairman Jesse Garcia, Jan George Santos's lies and deceit is legendary. So there you have it, folks. Suffolk County asking him, um, standing with the Nassau County thing, and, and they're wanting him to step down. Will he step down? We don't know. Should he step down? We want to know what you think. Get in the comments. Let us know what you think. And thanks for checking out the best 30-minute morning show on the planet, top of the morning. Get in the comments. Let us know. Should Georgie Boy step down? Let us know what you think. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning, bright and early, 8 a.m. for top of the morning here on the Urban Conservative. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com.